إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا وسيئات أعمالنا من يهديه الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد So we began the three or the six events from the life of the Prophet ﷺ last week and we did the introduction to it and now we move on to the first event the first event which was regarding the revelation coming Al-Mawdi'ul Awwal Qissatu Nuzul Al-Wahi So the first event is Regarding the story of how the revelation began. The story of how the revelation first began. وَفِيهَا أَنَّ أَوَّلَ آيَةٍ أَرْسَلَهُ اللَّهُ بِهَا يَا أَيُّهَا الْمُدَّثِّرِ قُمْ فَأَنذِرْ إِلَىٰ قَوْلِهِ وَلِرَبِّكَ فَاصْبِرْ And in that story it mentions that the ayah or the ayat upon which the Prophet ﷺ was made a messenger were the ayat Ya ayyuhal muddathir qum fa'anvir So this story then is now going to explain now going to explain how the revelation began The Shaykh mentions كان صلى الله عليه وسلم قبل البعثة مخالفا لما عليه المشركون لم يعبد الأصنام وكان مخالفا لما عليه قومه that before the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم became a prophet before he became a prophet he was different to the other people of his tribe he was different to how other people used to be, how the mushrikeen used to be. Because the Prophet ﷺ, he never used to worship idols. He never used to worship idols. So he was different to everybody else. Because all the other people, they used to worship idols and different things. Instead, كَانَ يَذْهَبُ إِلَىٰ غَارِ جَبَلِ that he used to go Hira. He used to go to the mountain of Hira. He used to go there. He used to contemplate. And he used to think about his Lord and the creation. And that is a cave which is at the top of the mountain facing the Kaaba. فَكَانَ يَجْلِسُ فِيهِ الْأَيَّامِ وَالْأَشْهُرِ يَعْبُدُ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ وَيَعْتَزِلْ عَنِ النَّاسِ So he used to go and sit there for days and months worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and isolating himself from the people. يَعْبُدُ اللَّهِ عَزَّ وَجَلْ عَلَى دِينِ إِبْرَاهِيمِ he used to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala upon the religion of Ibrahim 
على الحنيفيه دين ابراهيم upon توحيد الحنيفيه as we mentioned is the religion of tawhid so the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam even before he became a prophet he used to go and worship allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he used to separate himself from the people he was not like the other people who used to worship the idols he never used to worship the idols he never used to drink alcohol he never used to get involved in the types of things the other people used to get involved in jaahu malak wa huwa fil ghar so on one occasion when the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam was in the cave faqala lahu the angel came to him and said to him iqra qal ma ana biqari the angel said to him wait he said the prophet sallallahu alayhi said or the angel said to him read the angel said to him read iqra the angel said to him read recite qal ma ana biqari he said i am not a reader i am not a reciter i don't know how to recite li'annahu ma kana yaqra alayhi salatu wassalam because the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam never used to read he was not proficient in reading qala ta'ala wa ma kunta tatlu min qablihi min kitab wala takhuttuhu biyaminik that you never used to recite before that from a book and neither did you used to write it so he was not proficient in that literacy so he was illiterate in that way he never used to read nor write so the angel was saying to him recite read and the prophet was replying and saying but i am not a reciter i'm not somebody who's good at reading I'm not somebody who's good at reading. يعني لا أحسن القراءة. I'm not somebody who is good at reading. I'm not proficient at reading. ثم يضمه ضمة شديدة. So then the angel Jibril عليه السلام squeezed him, squeezed him tightly. ثم يرسله. Then he would let him go. ويقول له اقرأ. And then he would say to him again. Recite, read. Fayakul and he would say, Ma anabikare. I am not a reader or a reciter. I'm not somebody good at that. Thumma yadummuhu dhammatan shadida. Thumma yursiluhu wa yakululah. Iqra. Again Jibreel alayhi salam squeezed him tightly. And then let him go and said to him again, read, recite. So again, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam replied, "Ma ana biqari? I am not a reader. I am not a reciter. Ay, ma uhsin al-qira'a? That I'm not good at reading. I'm not proficient at that. Then in the end, thumma fi nihaya, qala lahu, Jibril alayhi salam said to him, "Iqra." 
بسم ربك الذي خلق خلق الإنسان من علق اقرأ وربك الأكرم الذي علم بالقلم علم الإنسان ما لم يعلم These ayat that you know they were the first ayat that Jibreel alayhi salam he gave he informed the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam regarding these were the first ayat that he gave to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam this was the opening revelation iqra bismi khalaq read in the name of your lord who created iqra read bismi khalaq in the name of your lord who created this was the beginning of the prophethood because then when jibril alayhi salam gave him those ayat fahafidaha an nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam memorized them he memorized those ayat wahada awwalu ma nazala alayhi min alwahi and this was the beginning of the revelation that came to him this was the opening of the revelation that came to the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam wasara bidhalika nabiyyan nabbahu allah biqra and so he became a prophet with that when that first revelation came to him then he became a prophet so consider all of this before the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam became a prophet he was not like the rest of the people because the rest of them they used to commit shirk the rest of the people used to be upon shirk they used to be worshiping the idols and the sun and the moon and other various things but the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam never used to do that never used to worship the idols or anything of that nature ever he used to go and isolate himself go and sit in the cave by himself contemplating worshiping allah upon the religion of ibrahim alayhi salam until eventually one day angel jibril alayhi salam came to him and said to him read but he said i am not a reader i am not proficient or good at reading i am not good at reading so then then jibril alayhi salam squeezed him Jibreel alayhi salam squeezed him tightly and said again to him read recite again he said but I'm not good at reading I can't read and then eventually after squeezing him and letting him go eventually Jibreel alayhi salam when he gave him these ayat iqra then the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam memorized them and that was the beginning of the prophethood when those ayat came that was the beginning of the prophethood how old was the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam then how old not 23 40 the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam he was 40 years old at that time he was 40 years old at the time 
when this revelation began. And the scholars, they say there is wisdom in that. Because they say, when a person reaches the age of 40, then you have reached all of your maturity. But before the age of 40, you are still developing. You are still developing. But when you reach the age of 40, then you have reached the age of maturity completely. So this, this is what Imam Al-Qurtubi mentioned. And so the Prophet ﷺ, he was at the age of 40. At the age of 40 when that revelation was first given to him. ثُمَّ ذَهَبَ إِلَىٰ خَدِيجَ رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهَا So then the Prophet وسلم, he went to Khadija radiallahu anha who was his wife. She was his wife radiallahu anha Ummul Mu'minin وَذَكَرَ لَهَا مَا حَصَلَ لَهُ And he mentioned to her what had happened to him. He mentioned to her what had happened to him in the cave about the angel coming to him. وَكَانَ خَائِفًا تَرْعُدُ فَرَائِسُ مِمَّا رَأَى مِنْ هَوْلِ الْمَوْقِفِ وَمَجِيءُ الْمَلَكِ إِلَيْهِ فِي هَذَا الْمَكَانِ And the Prophet وسلم, was, he was afraid, he was shaking. It's mentioned his muscles were shaking. From the fear of this event which had taken place, an angel had come to him. An angel had come to him. So this was something completely out of the ordinary. This was something completely unusual. Something completely unexpected. So this was something shocking to the Prophet wasallam. Something that caused him to fear and he was shaking when he came to Khadija radiallahu anha. وَقَالَ لَهَا لَقَدْ خَشِيتُ عَلَى نَفْسِي And he came and said to her that I was fearful for myself. I was fearful for myself. فَقَالَتْ كَلَّا وَاللَّهِ لَا يُخْزِيكَ اللَّهُ أَبَدًا She said that certainly Allah will not dishonor you or Allah will not abandon you. إِنَّكَ لَتَصِلَ الرَّحِمُ Because you are the one who keeps the ties of kinship and you are courteous and generous to the guests and you aid the ones in poverty all of these types of actions you do of goodness so Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not abandon you will not allow you to be left upon your way in that way وَاسْتَدَلَّتْ بِصِفَاتِهِ صلى الله عليه وسلم الطَّيِّبَةِ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُقِعُ بِهِ مَا يَخْشَاهِ So she said, because of these good characteristics that you have, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not do harm to you. Because of these good things that you do, this good character that you have, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not do harm to you. لَا يُخْزِيكَ اللَّهُ أَبَدًا لِأَنَّ صِفَاتِهِ صِفَاتِ حَمِيدًا Because these characteristics of the Prophet ﷺ, they were good characteristics. وَهَذَا مِنْ فِقْهِهَا رَضِيَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَ عَنْهَا فَهِيَ أَوَّلُ مَنْ So this was from her knowledge and understanding. From her understanding of the situation. 
that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala would not harm the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So she calmed the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And she consoled the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. ثُمَّ قَالْ دَثِّرُونِي اَيْ غَطُّونِي So then the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Cover me, cover me. وَغَطَّتْهُ So she covered him, covered him in some cloth. وَبَيْنَمَا هُوَ كَذَلِكَ جَاءَهُ الْمَلَكْ فَقَالَ لَهُ يَا أَيُّهَا الْمُدَّثِّرِ قُمْ فَأَنذِرْ فَصَارَ بِذَلِكَ رَسُولًا So then, after this first event happened, the revelation came to the Prophet ﷺ and he was made a prophet. Then for a while, it stayed like that. A new revelation didn't come. For a while, it stayed like that. A new revelation didn't come. Then the angel came back to him with the new revelation. And that new revelation was, يَا أَيُّهَا الْمُدَّثِّرِ قُمْ فَأَنْذِرِ O you the one enveloped in the garments, arise and warn the people. When these ayat were given to the Prophet ﷺ, then that was the time when he was now a messenger. That was now the messengership of the Prophet ﷺ. When Iqra was given to him, that was the prophethood. He was now a prophet. But when these ayat, Ya ayyuhal muddathir, they were given to him, now he was a messenger. This was now the messengership. فَصَارَ بِذَلِكَ because now he was commanded to go out and preach. And initially, at first, he had not been commanded. He had not been commanded to go and uh, spread that message openly. Because when he was made a prophet with Iqra, Initially, the command was to give the da'wah quietly. That's how it was being done. The Prophet ﷺ was giving the da'wah quietly amongst the people. But when, Ya أَيُّهَا الْمُدَّثِّرِ قُمْ When these ayat came, now the command was go and openly preach to all of the people regarding this religion. So initially, it was quietly being spread and it was not an open public dissemination of this knowledge of this religion of this da'wah but then when these ayat came ya al-muddathir now the messengership was established and the prophet sallallahu was commanded to go and openly spread that amongst the people so in these ayat it says ya al-muddathir qum fa'anzir and then it carries on to say wa rabbaka fakabbir وَثِيَابَكَ فَطَهِّرْ وَالرُّجْزَ فَهْجُرْ That, يَا أَيُّهَا الْمُدَّثِّرْ قُمْ فَأَنْذِرْ وَرَبَّكَ فَكَبِّرْ And your Lord, make the greatness of your Lord. The greatness of your Lord. وَثِيَابَكَ فَطَهِّرْ Purify your garments. وَالرُّجْزَ فَهْجُرْ And the idols, abandon them. Abandon the idols. Abandon the worship of all others besides Allah. 
So what was the first command here that the Prophet ﷺ was being given? To abandon the idols. This was the first command here that the Prophet ﷺ was being given. Abandon the idols. So here you notice that the first command that the Prophet ﷺ was given, the first command that he was given, was to abandon the idols, i.e. to warn the people to stop shirk. And that is very important. And that is the reason why Sheikh Muhammad bin Abdul Wahab picked this story. Because he wants you to understand what is the first most important thing that Allah commanded the Prophet to do. Now when you look at all of these Muslims, all these different groups, and they all call to different things, how do you work out which one is calling to the correct thing? One of the ways is to look at this story here. The most important thing, that's the thing which you mentioned first, correct? You don't leave the important things to later and do the non-important things first. The most important thing comes first. Allah mentioned here as the most important thing, abandon shirk and practice tawheed. Allah didn't say about the prayer or stealing or alcohol. Wasn't those kinds of things. Wasn't go and make the khilafah. Wasn't about those things. The first thing that Allah commanded was tell the people, warn them against shirk. Warn them against the idols. لا نعم الرجز الأصنام هذا محل الشاهد وهجرها تركها والابتعاد عنها so they were commanded to abandon them and to stay away from shirk as the first primary thing ولربك فاصبر لا بد من الصبر and be patient be patient because all of this requires patience لأن المهمة ثقيلة جدا وطويلة because this mission now for the Prophet ﷺ was going to be a long mission throughout his life to call to this Tawheed and to warn against shirk. So Allah says here, be patient. Be patient. Because this will require a lot of patience to give the da'wah and to call the people to Tawheed and to warn them against shirk. So here... الشيخ الفوزان هي ساز أول شيء أنه أمر بالإنذار وأمر بهجر الأصنام وتركها The first thing he was commanded to warn against and commanded to abandon the idols مما يدل على خطورة الشرك and this therefore indicates to you the severity and the danger of shirk. The severity and the danger of shirk. So what is the most important thing you need to understand so far? The Prophet ﷺ became a prophet at the age of 40. The angel came to him, gave him the revelation. Iqra to start with. Then Ya Ayyuhal Muddathir came. That's when he became a messenger and was told to go and openly preach. First, when it was Iqra, quietly the da'wah was being done. When Ya Ayyuhal Muddathir came, now the Prophet ﷺ had to go and openly preach. 
But what was the thing he was told to go and openly preach first? To stop and to warn against shirk and to call to tawheed. That proves to you that the way of Salafiyyah is correct. Not the way of the Ikhwan al-Muslimin or the Takfiris, the Khawarij, anybody. The way of Salafiyyah is correct because the way of Salafiyyah is to begin with and give importance to Tawheed and to warn against shirk. That is exactly what the Prophet ﷺ did. And as we will come to see, even the beginning was that, but the next 13 years, the Prophet ﷺ did nothing else except Tawheed and shirk. 13 years in Mecca, the da'wah was all about Tawheed and shirk. So how can people come along and say, you Salafis always talking about Tawheed and shirk? The Prophet ﷺ, 13 years, Tawheed and shirk in Mecca, 13 years. That was the da'wah completely. Hajj and zakat and fasting, all of these things when? In Medina. Or just when the hijrah, around about that time and after the hijrah in Medina. First in Mecca, completely about Tawheed and shirk, hellfire paradise. So this all shows to you that the fundamental and the foundation must be that Tawheed and warning against shirk. So bear that in mind as the opening section. Next week then we'll carry on uh, with the rest of this first incident which will highlight some more benefits to come uh, and then we'll continue from that point onwards. So we'll conclude there for today.